Bitcoin has hit an all-time high against numerous world currencies. Mike Novogratz says it's going to 65,000 as the network effect takes over, and a Citibank analyst says Bitcoin is going to 300,000 by December 2021. Wouldn't that be a Merry Christmas for all? IBM is targeting fashion with their latest blockchain partnership. Some MIT cybersecurity experts don't trust blockchain-based voting systems. And Cointelegraph moves into the NFT space as they seek to auction off digital collectibles inspired by famous works of art. From the depths arises the Kraken, and it's officially unleashed on this Bad News, episode number 462 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five. Just a subtle nod to the Kraken for those of you that are following along with current events, but the real story right here on this show is Bitcoin, baby. Yeah, baby. Shagadelic, baby. Yeah. Uh, we are almost back to our all-time high, Mr. Travis Wright, and it is exciting times indeed. Lots of Bitcoin stuff to cover. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll just cover one of them right now. This Bitcoin price has only been higher than it is right now for 12 days in its history. Wow. Indeed, and we'll talk more about that. Lots of Bitcoin stories ahead. Want to first recognize Lattice Exchange. It's Lattice.Exchange, the sponsor of the show. These guys are working in the DeFi space, and they're looking to overcome the weaknesses around current DeFi applications by providing more liquidity, institutional-grade algorithms, and basically faster and less expensive settlements because they're using the Constellation HGTP. Was it? What's an HGTP? Yes, sir, Mister Mister Sir Lord Joel Kahn. That is the Constellation Hypergraph Transport Protocol, and something really interesting about this. It's actually a military grade network. Like they've got some deals going on with some of the military branches, and which blockchain can say that? Hmm. I don't know which one can say that. You guys need to check them out. They're going to bring institutional grade reliability and usability to the burgeoning DeFi ecosystem. Ecosystem? It's an mm-hmm. ecosystem. I don't know what an ecosystem is. But Lattice.exchange is a place to go. We appreciate them being sponsors of the show and encourage you to check them out. It's not that. lettuce. It's lattice. No, it's not lettuce. Let us alone. Let us move on with the show. Let us pray. Oh my! What 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 is it, Travis? My five hundred and eight billion dollar market cap. We're over we're over a half a trillion market cap right now. Wow! And we are checking over at our friends at CoinGecko.com. It's actually been a little higher this week. I saw it as high uh, on the market cap as five hundred and fifty billion. It's about mm. five hundred and eight billion right now. Bitcoin seventeen thousand eight eighty seven, up fourteen point one percent for the week. Ethereum four seventy two, Tether point nine nine seven, XRP right at thirty cents. Litecoin eighty two twenty five, up thirty nine percent this week. Look at that chicken go. Chainlink thirteen sixty, Bitcoin Cash two hundred and forty six dollars, Polkadot four seventy four, Binance Coin twenty eight dollars, Cardano ten and a half cents is what rounds out the top tenor. Look at that Litecoin move this week, thirty nine percent. Yeah, you know what? I'm looking at these 
the top 100 coins and seeing which ones are in the top 10 for movement this week, I see a lot of DeFi plays back in action. I see in these, I see three of them. Sushi up 129% this week. Urine Finance up 68%. Uh, you got Wooby, um BTC is up 60%. Waves up 54%. Curve DAO token. Haven't heard of that. The CRV, not the Honda vehicle, but it's its own crypto. What, 50%. what percent are, are boobies up? Boobies? Boobies? Boobies yeah. are up. Yeah, boobies are up, and that's good. <laughs> Thorchain up 44%. Ave token, that's up 42%. Litecoin, as you said, 39%. Swiss Borg, which is a delicious cheese, that's up 29%. Uniswap up 26%. And uh, there's some others. that There's a bunch of them that was up over 20%. And uh, Wax actually down yeah i'm poking it going come on do something (laughs) the only uh, significant down in the top 100 for the week is ample fourth down 22 percent aragon down 13 most of the other ones in the red all under uh 10 loss most of them less significant than that pretty much a green week and we actually saw bitcoin get up to what about eighteen thousand four hundred. i want to say Yeah, and you know Bitcoin Cash. You know, and during the previous run of Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash had did that fork right there in August, and Bitcoin Cash was a certain percentage. It was almost like it was like I think at one point it was like for every five Bitcoin caches or even four Bitcoin caches was equal to a Bitcoin. That's not the case right now. Bitcoin Cash is worth two hundred and forty-six dollars right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the all-time high, according to CoinGecko.com, is $19,665.39. It happened December 16th, 2017, almost three years ago. And uh, we hit on November 17th, $18,240, just $1,400 shy of the all-time high. And you know what's interesting about this run, Travis, uh, is that we saw the spike in 2017 come a lot faster, right? We saw one or $2,000 in a day. It was like, boom, boom, like this. And yes, it's moving, but it's been more gradual on its way up and little pullbacks and then up a little bit more and then little pullbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's no resistance on the upward side of things until it passes that 20,000 mark. That's the next point of resistance. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time in a while, because you're like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin, I have some of that. We, we mentioned this was something that was just completely fascinating. And it was a it was a sign of what was to come, I thought, was when Bitcoin hit ten dollars and stayed ten over ten dollars for 100 days. Then shortly thereafter, it hit one hundred dollars. And then once it was at one hundred dollars for 100 days in a row, Shortly thereafter, I think it was 12 days later, it hit a thousand. Then once it was a thousand for 100 days in a row, shortly thereafter, it hit 10,000. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, we passed $10,000. Bitcoin price of Bitcoin was $10,000 for 100 days in a row. And so what does that mean? Does that mean that shortly we're going to hit 100,000 based on previous math and how it's done historically? Don't know, but here we are, knock, knock, knocking on 20,000 door. There's a quote here in this uh, first story from Bitcoin.com from Emin Gun Sirur, and I'm not exactly sure 
who this guy is, but Bitcoin.com found him worthy of quoting. And he said, crypto is witnessing a watershed moment. For the first time, it's being considered an enduring, fundamentally new asset class by mainstream. Bitcoin is leading the rally right now with new money coming in from funds that allocate a small percent of their holdings to crypto. He is absolutely right, and this is stuff that we have uh, have been talking about for some time. There's no avoiding it. Everything is moving towards Bitcoin. The old world currencies are inflationary. The value of them is going down. Bitcoin is deflationary. There's only 21 million of them ever, and the demand is picking up all around the world. Yeah, check this out. This is crazy. So, oh, nice, nice. It says this is that any person with a touch over 55 Bitcoin has crossed the millionaire zone. That's great to know. Thank you. Specifically 55 Bitcoin, huh? That's great. And uh, also shows that there are um, six, 600, oh, 664,000 wallets that have anywhere between one and 10 Bitcoin. And there are 2.3 million unique uh, wallets uh, that have 0.1 Bitcoin to one Bitcoin. But check this out. So there are 3,442 addresses that contain at least $10 million wow. in Bitcoin right now. Very, very whalish indeed. I can yeah. say with complete assurance that I am not one of those. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Another interesting part on this article here, starting right off, is, is uh, the, the thought that uh, Ethereum could, could 20x during this. And so we shall see. That's just one of those things. It could... Could not. We'll see. Yeah, they're getting this from a chart here. There's an analyst that he said um, Ethereum could touch 10,000 by 2023. And he's got, you know, there's there's pretty pictures on here. Again, you guys know how I feel about charting. Uh, it is it's a little mystical, a little magical, a little voodoo, a lot of, you know, prediction. We always look at what the charts say for the future, but how often do we go back and go, oh, this person was, you know, all right, or this one was so off. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know. So I'm not a, a big fan of charting, but the other side of that article is Ethereum could lose all its value. <laughs> not likely, but mm -hmm. it could happen. Well, I tell you, if you're looking at, you know, CoinGecko, you can see that Bitcoin has 65% of the uh, total crypto value is in Bitcoin. 10% of that's in Ethereum. There's Those two own 75% of all the cryptos. That, you know, that's, that's a pretty big uh, margin right there. So if we go to our friends at Cointelegraph.com, which is the most widely read crypto publication in the world, the Bitcoin price has hit new record highs against many uh, international currencies and the ones in particular, including Brazil, Turkey, Argentina, Sudan, Angola, Venezuela, Zambia, and I think they've just added Russia and Colombia to the list of the nine world currencies that uh, Bitcoin's broken uh, records against here. Mm. And so, <laughs> boy, it, it, there's just no stopping. And when you think about this, Travis, that this is, you know, Bitcoin is what, 11 years old? Mm -hmm. well, that's it 12 13 12 from well yeah, 12, 2008, 12. 2008 yeah, was the white paper right yeah, it's 12. so so the white paper 2008 in 12 years that's it i mean mm -hmm. that kind of change is revolutionary it is to see a a change in the world financial systems take place over you know just more than a decade is really incredible 
Yeah, and I want to add this because, you know, we like to share wisdom with you guys and kind of give you some thoughts on things. You know, when that when that economic cra- crash happened in 2007, 2008, that's what Bitcoin was built out of, right? Mm-hmm. And here we are now. I mean, you know, the, the World Economic Forum leader, Klaus, whatever his name is, his name's Klaus something, um, they keep talking about doing a great reset. You know, this is a great opportunity. This COVID thing creates a great opportunity to do a reset, a great reset. Google research the great reset, and you're going to get yourself some really interesting information. Basically, it looks like we're getting really close to the end of life cycle of paper money because mm-hmm. they've just exploded the amount of debt all over the place. It's crazy how much debt there is in the world. They just keep printing this money out that's backed by nothing and printing and printing and printing. Eventually, we're going to each end that end of life cycle. And what better sort of scapegoat than this COVID thing that's like, oh, we're going to bankrupt everyone. And now they all we all have to rely on the government teat. So hopefully you got in on some Bitcoin because that's going to allow you to have some sovereignty in the future. So good job of getting in that and that's why I think that this right here is completely revolutionary. This Bitcoin thing, I think it's going to catch on, Mr. Joe Connor. Instead of having to rely on the teat. Yeah. The teats are nice, though. I'm a big fan of teats, but just not the government teat. <laughs> all righty then. Mike Novogratz, another one who's been bullish all along on Bitcoin. And he says that Bitcoin price is going to hit 65000 as the network effect has taken over. And um, in in particular, he's saying that there's a lot of new buyers, there's very little supply and buy it. He's he's Mm -hmm. recommending going long on Bitcoin. Yeah. I don't know how many messages now that I've gotten from people like, oh yeah, so you're still doing that Bitcoin stuff? Like, oh wow, what about, I heard things about Bitcoin again. So it's amazing how when the media talks about Bitcoin or Bitcoin has one of these new all-time highs, oh, people are aware of it. And guess what? Here you are tuning into a podcast and you might not have tuned into a crypto podcast in a while. And we thank you for coming in. If you haven't, you're subscribed, make sure to do that. You can do that on iTunes and you can do that on iHeartRadio and Spotify and Amazon's Audible. You can do all of that. Subscribe to us because we are coming into some crazy times that you're going to want to pay attention to these news things and, and tuning into this will be a great, great way to, to continue getting information. And uh, thank you for tuning in for sure. I guess we should welcome back those who haven't been here for a while because mm-hmm. there are people that they listened during the last bull run and then they were sad when Bitcoin went down. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to hear about that crypto stuff mm-hmm. anymore. And now that it's yeah. back, it's like, oh, you know what? I remember yeah. those guys. They, they yeah, you bad. might want to buy some probably then instead of ignoring it. <laughs> Here's more bullishness from Coindesk, a senior analyst at financial giant Citibank has written up a report drawing on similarities between the 1970s gold market and Bitcoin. In fact, he using his technical analysis, he's saying that Bitcoin could hit $318,000 in a year by December mm. 2021. That's just a year away. Mm. That is some really bold technical analysis. Well, I got to tell you this, Sir Lord, Mr. Joe Com, is that uh, I'll, I'll be preparing for the 300000 once we've been over 100000 for 100 days in a row. Then we're going to make that run to a million, right? I guess. Run for the million. <laughs> run for your life. The, uh, the, the gentleman who has made this projection is Thomas Fitzpatrick. And he is the global head of Citibank's City FX Technicals Market 
insight product. So this is uh, this report was leaked to the crypto community, but it was primarily intended for their institutional clients to see. So I, I can dig 318,000 a year from now, considering where we were a year ago, you know, mm-hmm. Bitcoin is like, oh, come on, Bitcoin. Wait, right. Consider, yeah, do something, Bitcoin, breaking our hearts. Yeah, I mean, because here's a big institutional company, Citibank, right? That's huge. And here are all these all these different people who are saying that Bitcoin was the biggest scam in the world. And don't invest any money into that. It's it's ridiculous. Don't do that. And then here they are now telling us, oh, wow, it's going to be $300,000 soon. What? You know, I don't understand the headline on this piece here on Bloomberg. Bitcoin's gunning for a record and no one's talking about it. You're no one, Sir Lord, Mr. Joe Com. You ain't nothing. You ain't talking about it. We're, we're talking about it. But you, so I don't really watch the mainstream media. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, the media is talking about Bitcoin again. And maybe that's what this article is referencing that last time around as Bitcoin was, you know, over 10,000, the media exploded with stories, which is a lot of what drove that really rapid ascent to the all time high. Um, but the media is. For, according to this piece, is not really focusing on it. So someday people are just going to wake up and go, "What Bitcoin's twenty thousand? What? How, nobody told me." Right? Nobody told me. Well, it's because there's an election that they're talking about, and Orange Man bad, and all that other stuff. And they, you know, it's, it's that there's whole craziness around that and the Kraken. But so they're not having people on talking about crypto that I've seen. I've not seen mainstream news talking about it. But if you look at the chart on this Bloomberg. Uh, article and you can see where that spike hit and then uh and then here we are we've passed that other little hump and then oh man we <laughs> how are we not going to pass 20,000 on this run up or it could be one where it just sort of dips a little bit and maybe goes back down to 12 and then makes the big run up so we'll see what happens but i have a prediction mr chocom what's that i'm going to say this i think by the end of november i think we're going to pass 20,000 Okay. I think that's fair. I would, I would take that bet uh, on your side. I think that's mm-hmm. a very reasonable, you know, former guest on the show, Guy Hirsch, he is the managing director for the U.S. at eToro. Uh, he's measuring, you know, with um, the data they have from the tie, they're measuring the number of tweets that mention Bitcoin on a daily basis. He says at the height of the crypto boom three years ago, he was seeing around 120,000 Bitcoin-related tweets per day. But now it's between 30,000 and 60,000. And this is what Guy had to say to Bloomberg. This rally is clearly different in a number of ways. It's less speculative. And even though recent developments have been advancing at a snail's movement, it's in the right direction. Generally speaking, we're very bullish on what's happening. Yep. And if you'd like to get yourself $50 in uh, Bitcoin... You can do that, right? You can go to badco.in forward slash eToro. We got a great promotion. So what you do is sign up. You got to be a U.S. citizen. You sign up and you fill it out and then you deposit at least $50 in Bitcoin and then we'll send you $50 in Bitcoin. And guess what? Those folks who did this three or four, five, six months ago, got the $50 in Bitcoin. That $50 in Bitcoin is now worth like $125. Right, right. So do it. Got to be a U.S. citizen, badco.in forward slash E-Toro. This is pretty comical. You know, I love watching Max Kaiser on Twitter. He just, he's constantly poking and prodding at Peter Schiff Mm -hmm. because he told Peter to buy Bitcoin at a dollar 
and he's still telling them to buy. And there was a tweet from Peter, who of course is the uh, the gold bug. He says gold is it, and that Bitcoin is is to avoid. And he said um, that at four thousand, that was the the time to cash out. Which, by the way, was the the rock bottom. (laughs) Totally wrong. Yeah, three hundred and seventy five percent increase. Since Peter shift his pants on that call right there. So he's not come around still. I don't, I mean, you get to a place here where, all right, um, gold has returned me about a hundred dollars an ounce or so in the last year. And you got to carry it around. It's all heavy. And if you're walking around with gold in your pocket, like that just seems dangerous. Yeah. So uh, Peter has been wrong, remains wrong, and Max calls him the world's worst financial advisor. I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, now here's a, a Bitcoin analyst in this other article by Cointelegraph has given four reasons why Bitcoin will hit $22,000 next. I think it's going to hit 19000 next, and then 20000 next, and then twenty one next, and then twenty two next. But there's... <laughs> There's different reasons for that, and there's there's a a greater percentage of, of people holding on to their Bitcoin. So that, that that shows investors' confidence right there, and so that's that's a pretty key thing. Funding rates are neutral, Bitcoin reserves are dropping, and uh, 145,000 Bitcoin was moved out of exchanges over the past month. That's pretty crazy. And then all this institutional accumulation is happening. Sir Lord, Mr. Joe Com. And those of you who don't know why I'm calling him Sir Lord, Mr. Joe Com, is that we both are landowners in Scotland now. So we're officially lords. We both have a piece of land there in the motherland. <laughs> That's true. And you can't take my Bitcoin and you can't take my freedom. Ed, move. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, this article, if you want to read all of the details, is on Cointelegraph, but you can go to our show notes. Every episode we have those for you, so you can go easily and find all the stories we're covering. Badco.in forward slash 462 is where you will find this uh, story and all the others. However, Mr. Travis Wright, Sir Lord Person, Travis. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, sir. There is one person uh, who has been wrong about Bitcoin before. His name is Ray Dalio or Delio, D-A-L-I-O. It's Ray, it's Ray Dalio, and this guy has uh, has a book called Principles. He's one of like a top investor, stock market guy, hedge fund guy, really, really smart, probably a billionaire, if not more than just one billion. But um, there was a tweet, a tweet stream, tweet thread that you guys want to take a look at, read this article where he's talking about, I might be missing something about Bitcoin, so I'd love to be uh, corrected. My problems with Bitcoin being an effective currency are simple. And he's got five different things. Now, what was cool was um, uh, Monty Greenspan popped in and said, hey, let me put it to you this way. Bitcoin is money. Everything else is credit. Mm -hmm. Way to boil it down there, Monty. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. And so, you know, it, not everybody is super prideful and stubborn uh, like Peter Schiff appears to be. Uh, Ray seems to be coming around and is very teachable. And I think, you know, that's that's a great quality for all of us. I'm certainly not right about everything. I don't I don't know the things I'm wrong about, but I'm open mm-hmm. to to learning because that's how you grow. 
And uh, I hope Ray um, invests and makes a, a killing on Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Well, because a lot of us, in, in some ways, you know, we're getting information from within our own filter bubble. That filter bubble then confirms our biases that we have because we see the same thing over. We start getting beliefs around things because the information that gets fed to us through AI and these different algorithms. And so, you know, it's very easy to be misled in today's world. It takes somebody, you know, with some with some mental strength to try to break through those indoctrinations. And you know what? Got to got to hand it to him for saying, "Hey, if I'm wrong, correct me." Excellent mental strength, Ray. By the way, Travis, we've talked in the past month about PayPal moving into the crypto space by mm -hmm. allowing merchants to accept cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. Well, now TechCrunch says, according to PayPal, well, now TechCrunch says, according to PayPal, all users in the U.S. can now buy, hold and sell cryptocurrencies. There's no more wait list. You can you can do it. I guess you can do it now. I'm going to log into my PayPal and see if this is true. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Um, log it in. Yeah. And they're also, by the way, increasing their crypto purchase limit from 10K per week to 20,000 per week. Now, on Coinbase, you can do like 100 grand a day or something. So not quite super, but you know what? It's one hell of a start and you can buy, sell and hold Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin. Those are the ones you can start with. And by the next year, they're planning on allowing users to make PayPal purchases with crypto as well. So they're leaning in. PayPal leaning in is big, big news. And whenever this whenever this was announced, Bitcoin was, I think, around 12 grand. So we've popped up about five, six grand since PayPal has been announced. That is a big, substantial pop. Well, Travis, I'm logged into my PayPal and right there under my summary, the very first thing you see, good afternoon, Joel, curious about crypto, buy Bitcoin and more. And if I click that link, buy, sell and securely hold cryptocurrencies with PayPal, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin all right there. You know what? I am going to just because it feels like the thing to do. I'm going to try this out. So there's an estimated. There's a graph on here for Ethereum. It's $474.50 right now. Uh, I'm curious what the fee is. So if I put in $20, it says you need to confirm some information first. This is happening in real time, gang. So there's terms and services, and I'm just going to agree to them because that's what we do. Nobody reads that stuff anyway. And apparently there is some compliance stuff it goes through. Um, and you can buy as little as $1 of Ethereum. I'm buying $20. I'm buying it directly from my PayPal balance. The transaction fee, Travis, is $0 because I'm buying from my PayPal balance. Mm. And I just got confetti all over my screen. I just bought 0.04212566 Ethereum on PayPal. Very Maybe nice. Baby. Mm. Are you crypto curious? Do you want to buy some cryptos? Well, then go to PayPal. Yes, queen. That's really, I mean, look, I'm not going to use PayPal to buy, you know, most of my cryptos or to trade my cryptos. But the fact that I just did it that easily and mm -hmm. that it is front and center on PayPal mm -hmm. when you log in. Yeah. That is big news. Well, let me ask you this. Like, how often are you? do you make, you know, interest on your PayPal balance? Never. So if you converted it into crypto, then during this bull run or whatever, you could have had some nice substantial gains just from whatever is sitting in your PayPal balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My yeah. PayPal balance is zero. So 
I, I, I can't buy any crypto. Plus, I'm not in the U.S. right now. Pretty exciting stuff. Awesome. Well, Travis, the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission, the chairman, Jay Clayton, is going to be leaving in 2021. Mm-hmm. And he, he has told Bitcoin investors that they would be sorely mistaken if they're expecting that cryptocurrency could be traded on mainstream exchanges without more robust regulation in place. And so he's exiting. And I wonder if the new SEC chairman who will be incoming will be more crypto friendly. I'm not sure, but I can say that um, don't let the door hit you on the ass on your way out, Clayton. (laughs) Adios, amigo. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not a blockchain hero. Yeah. Well, he's going to be the next U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. That is uh, what what, uh, the Attorney General William Barr announced. So that's that's what Clayton is up to. He's going to be heading on down the road. So, you know, we just had an election. We did? We did. I don't know if you've heard about it. It was on the news. But um, so we've had. I didn't. Was there a vote? I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, so. Unleash the Kraken. Well, MIT cybersecurity experts, they say they don't trust blockchain based voting systems. Well, I don't trust the current systems. Right. And, you know, there's there's so many opportunities, especially when votes are being counted in Germany and Spain and other places. And some people maybe haven't even heard about some of the stuff that's been found as a result of the craziness in this election. But you and I have always said, wow, how cool would it be to have blockchain voting? We could see it. It'd be, and, and But these cybersecurity experts say that, that that actually would be a bad idea. Well, so there's uh, four in particular that said blockchain was unsuitable for political elections for the foreseeable future when compared with software independent methods, including voting in person and mail-in ballots. Some of the concerns they raised were the lack of ballot secrecy traceable on the blockchain and the lack of auditing in the event of a contested race. Uh, Now, look, I, I wouldn't disagree that the most effective ballot we have is a physical ballot that is confirmed with a voter identification that is signed tracked exactly to that legal voting citizen right Mm -hmm. that that is very secure so i don't question that there could be some doubts uh but they did say foreseeable future so perhaps Mm -hmm. you know that doesn't mean forever Mm -hmm. I, i was talking to someone about this and they said that you know, get GIT has a pretty good solution for how they handle voting. And that might be better and more scalable than blockchain right now. But as you get to some of these more extensible blockchains that have a lot of transactional power, and uh, I think that later on, we'll, we'll get to the point where we have to have, we have to have accountability on this stuff. We can't have vote so many people that are disenfranchised. I, I read on, on a poll where like, 70 some odd percent of people think that the elections could be cheated in some way. Some of them don't think that, but I, I, you know, that's a huge number of people who do. And so we got to have something that's foolproof that doesn't have these security vulnerabilities and that we can say, all right, this guy won the election. This lady won the election. That's great. That's what it is because we know that the system is not broken, but we know right now the system is broken. And uh, at least those who are paying attention to the Kraken. 
Meanwhile, you got to be careful about what you say, Sir Lord Travis Wright. This article in Cointelegraph by John Rice says that Binance has filed a United States lawsuit against Forbes and two crypto journalists alleging millions of dollars in losses because of what they're describing as a false and misleading article. This is against uh, journalists Michael Del Castillo and Jason Brett. We've uh, we've use some of Michael's stuff here when we reference Forbes because he does cover blockchain for Forbes, but um, they were saying that they were defamatory and they're looking for compensatory and punitive damages. Man, well, if every time the media said something that was bullshit and they, you know, had compensatory and punitive damages, there would be no media because they'd all be broken. Like, are they going to actually win this, you think? I have no idea. I am not a legal expert, nor do I play one on TV. That's true. But from legal discussion to fashion, IBM targeting sustainable fashion with latest blockchain partnership. This is interesting. The R Monk, a New York-based tech giant, announced that it's teaming up with German textile manufacturer Kea and Kato to develop a blockchain network that tracks the origin of fabrics used in the fashion industry will it also track where they're going and who's wearing them and if they show up in the you know the secondhand clothing store i don't know but fashion's so hot right now especially on blockchain fashion Mm. i need to add that song to the uh the bad crypto spotify list you do know the song right uh, isn't that a David Bowie song? That is correct. You are correct, sir. Ding, 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 yeah. Ding, ding, ding. How much Bitcoin did I win? Fashion. Turn to the left. Fashion. Turn to the right. Yeah. Song now added to the bad crypto playlist on Spotify. Yep. But know you know, you know, I really think that this is important because you know I, I've been to China a couple times and I I went to some of the malls there and there are so many factories that create like say a Dolce Gabbana bag or like some coach bag or whatever. And maybe, maybe they're supposed to create 500 bags, but they have enough fabric to create like 600. And so they don't just throw the fabric away. They go ahead and create another, you know, 75 to hundred bags, depending because there's some that are messed up and other ones. And, and they sell those at like a ridiculously drastic low price. And those are the exact same bags, but they're just not quote unquote, the official ones. So you get this on blockchain, folks, and then you can say this is tracked back and here it is. This is an official, you know, bag. This is an official Kate Spade, whatever. This is an official thing that that is going to be very important for a lot of the ladies out there. That's actually probably one of the ways that blockchain can weave in more women into the space. If blockchain could tell me if my Eves Laurent is legitimate or not. My Dolce, my Dolce. Doki Gabbana. <laughs> Travis, do you know who Ricardo Salinas Pliego is? Yes, sir, I do, because I added this article to the news things. Why are you talking with German accent now? Is this because what... I know he's from Mexico, so I want to mix it up. I don't want to be stereotypical. Okay, he's a billionaire. He uh, is. Congratulations, Ricardo, on that. He mm-hmm. has announced that 10% of his portfolio is tied up in Bitcoin. Ah, 10% of my liquid portfolio is invested in Bitcoin. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's more accurate. Okay, I, that's good. 
a little more racist, a little more accurate. <laughs> we are not politically correct here at this show. That's if true. your fifis are hurt, then uh, we're probably not the show for you, but we are fun. So We are comically correct. So there's that. The other 90% of his investments are tied up in precious metal miners. He's, he oh, likes, my. He likes the precious. My precious. Metal. Yeah. And Carlos Slim, who is Mexico's richest billionaire, has some of his money tied into the New York Times and other fake news outlets. So that's good to know. That is true. Mr. Travis Wright, I wonder how many in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia have tried out Super Crypto Cart yet. Mm. Super Crypto Cart, guys, is, is like it sounds. There was a, an old school game that was called Super Something Cart that you might have oh, yeah. played. Oh, yes. I know. I'm just I wasn't going to say that. I'm a Mario. I'm a Mario. So so our good, our good friend Adam Barlam over there, who created Bravo coin and the Bravo app, he created Rebuzz, which is badass. He was also the main architect on TrustSwap. Right. That's he's killing it on that. And then his real passion is games. And so he created Chain Games. .io. And you can battle against the rest of the world with your favorite crypto projects and characters in this. It's a blockchain-enabled kart racing game. You can download it on Windows, Mac, Linux, Android. And um, what's cool is you can actually earn money, uh, crypto payouts for multiplayer racing. They got a battle mode. There's a Rocket League. There's Capture the Flag. And um, uh, Sir Lord, Mr. Joe Com and I are in the game Riding a motorcycle with a little sidecar, and guess who's the bitch in the sidecar? <laughs> that would be you. It's the bad coin cart. It's, it it's is. hilarious. You guys need to go just try it out for free. You play the solo game and download it for free. Chaingames.io. <clears throat> the competition is fierce. And I think, Travis, um, sometime in the not too distant future, we should set up a bad crypto gaming session, like a, a date and a time, mm -hmm. and invite people to come compete and uh, we can all race together. Hmm. Dude, there's all kinds of different games now that have like either us in them, bad crypto in them, blockchain heroes in them. Like we're starting to we're starting to get into some different games. It's pretty funny. Well, it's proof that you know the end of the world is nigh. It's true. That's right. true. When they start putting your face and my face in games, you know the asteroid is about to hit, or Yellowstone might explode soon. So hopefully one of those happens. Here's an interesting piece from Payments, payments.com. It's P-Y-M-N-T-S.com. I'd like to buy a couple vowels, please. The Albany Airport is using a blockchain-based app to track the cleanliness of surfaces and objects in the airport due to health concerns with the pandemic. It's called the Wellness Trace app. It was developed by General Electric, and it's designed to provide a safe travel experience during the pandemic and it's using the microsoft azure blockchain mm -hmm. and not only that uh, payments provider bitpay they debuted a crypto payroll service but they're not the only ones to do that this week there's another one i put this article in here as well a company called deal d-e-l two e's two d-e-e-l uh, they have crypto you can get uh, so you you can get your paycheck and your cryptocurrency of choice how cool is this? So people are going to start getting paid in their own cryptos and uh, payment providers are able to have crypto payroll services. I mean, come on, this is this is getting set up. This decentralized stuff is huge to get power away from the centralizers, which we don't like them. Do you want to uh, get paid in bad coin? Hmm. Well, if it had liquidity. 
You know, we've been talking to uh, Jay Cassano, who's now the CEO at Cointelegraph, about um, NFTs, and they've gone down the rabbit hole here. They are going to auction off some digital collectibles inspired by famous works of art. There's one here called the Last ICO. So I'm looking at this, and this is pretty much exactly what we were chatting with them about. Looks like they decided to do it on their own without our consulting. Well, that, that's okay. So they're using Ethereum, apparently, and they're using um, Rarible's auction model. And you know what? We are very much a rising tide lifts all boats kind of people. And if it's good for the digital collectible space, um, then it's good for all of us. And so if you go to Cointelegraph's Rarible page, you can see the auctions for these pieces, which are basically uses their little Bitcoin character that you see in all of Cointelegraph's um, articles placed into these uh, classic pieces of art. And you could see there's the last ICO, there's financial meltdown uh, with a current bid of 0.09 wrapped ether. And you can go bid on these through the 30th of November. Again, if you need a quick link to it, just go to badco.in forward slash 462 and you will see some more. These are There's four one of ones that they're selling here, Travis. Mm-hmm. I see that. For the last ICO, Silent Disco, which who would like to go to a Silent Disco? You know what? You just got to have your earbuds in. <laughs> everybody have your earbuds in. We're having a Silent Disco and wear your masks. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Joining us, as always, the Bad News episode comes out every Thursday evening late. And then we have our Sunday show, which is our interview show. And we've got a great one coming up for you this week as well. And, of course, every Friday at 5 o'clock Eastern and 2 o'clock Pacific, we go live on YouTube, Theta, Periscope, and Facebook with The Nifty Show, all about the future of the digital collectibles that you will soon be collecting if you're not already. We're, we're pioneering this space. You can pioneer along with us. Simply go to nifty.show forward slash YouTube, or if you hate Google, go to nifty.show forward slash Theta. Put it on your calendar and uh, come join us because yeah. it's fun. And if you like NFTs, you should be joining us on our Hero Report. You can get to that at nifty.show forward slash report. That's every Wednesday evening. And we've been releasing a ton of great information about the next series of blockchain heroes. You can go sign up for the newsletter at bcheroes.com because everybody needs to know about this blockchain thing. Absolutely. Thanks again. Please don't forget to subscribe, review, share, and send us some Bitcoin. Travis needs 55 that he lost. We'll catch you guys next time. Stay back. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Bitcoin, baby, yeah! You gotta have a yeah if you're gonna have a...